The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> oh, now brown cow. There you go. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are episode 61, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Wow, we're in person. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a few, a few minutes that added up to days and weeks, and <laughs> here we are. We came back last week, as I mentioned on the broadcast last week, that I had... Uh, the, the big C finally bit me in the butt, uh, so I'm still in recovery mode, but definitely not contagious or else I want to be here and put you in jeopardy and your, your pregnant wife in jeopardy. I, I, I think the big C has swept through, all of us probably know somebody that's had it. Yep. My wife had oh, it, yeah. swept through our family. I think everybody is, by now, I think we're pretty close to everybody. It's touching everybody in some way or the other. Um, thankfully. Touching me, touching it, you. It's, <laughs> that's I should have played that song. No, because you Dang know what? Because here's what YouTube does. We put songs in or we do like little video clips and all of a sudden they email me and they're like, copyright violation. Yeah. That song that you put from Michael Bolton, it was copyright violation, but we'll still allow you to have it. You just can't make money off of it, yeah. which ladies and gentlemen, we're not making, we you know, any shekels off of what we do here. So anyways. The reason <laughs> why we can use that stuff though is because I was playing it on a back on my own uh, uh, computer. So if it's playing in the background and you didn't actually add it on there, we're allowed to do that. And that's what it was. I played it from my computer, so we're allowed to do I'm that. I'm not too worried about it, Weekend Trav. But what I am concerned about is the flow of our broadcast now that we're in person. It's different. It's different when we're on Zoom or whatever video recording apparatus and we're side by side. And there's a delay. There's no delay right now. We have nothing to fall back on. Nothing. So what we're going to fall back on is boxing. We're going to fall, fall back on the boxing event that was last night where we saw main event, Jamel Herring, taking on Shakur Stevenson. This is for the WBO Super Featherweight title. Um, let's just jump right in because there's a few things to talk about with this event. Yep. But I want to uh, get your opinion assessed. We barely touched on it last week uh, as we were exiting the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think overall, <coughs> uh, a sound card. So, so we can travel. Let's go ahead and jump right in there to the main event. Yeah, the main event was good. It was uh, Jamal Herring. It was his fourth title defense. He was fighting Shakir Stevenson, who um, won a world title at uh, featherweight, which is 126. And he fought probably three or four fights, and then he moved up to 130. And this was for his first crack at the world title at 130. So a lot of people thought he was a smaller guy coming up and wouldn't be as powerful. But from the start of that fight, he walked down Jamal Herring and just tattooed him he really really showed his power showed a little bit of man strength like he's kind of getting that yeah. now and i mean the guy was he was on point and all credit to jamal herring one of the toughest dudes out there i mean what they stop in the 11th round or 10th round something 10th round. round and he was on his feet i think it was a bad stoppage however i get it nowadays they're doing that yeah. He was losing almost every single round that's what I, we were talking pre-production i think it was more of a body of work from the whole night he, he may have had one round, maybe two, if, if, you were for, if you were leaning towards him in any way, shape, or form as a judge. But overall, it was just it was. Stevenson imposing his will on him all night. But like the point that I brought up, if we're going to keep doing that in, the, in, bo- in professional boxing, we got to be consistent. <clears throat> sure. We watched Deontay Wilder get pounded on by a 270-pound man over 11 rounds, and they didn't stop that fight. Deontay Wilder ended up getting knocked out and – ended the fight on his face. Yeah. So the fact that they didn't let a, a couple 130-pounders go a couple more rounds, I didn't like it just because I told you this story. It doesn't happen often, but we're taking away those miracle fights to where the guy's literally getting his butt kicked for 10 rounds and he knocks the guy out in the final round. Sure. Okay? 
you can't have that anymore when you're stopping fights. To credit to Herring, Herring didn't go down one time. He had a little bit of swelling, yep. never went down one time. He was getting beat up. He was. But I'm not saying he had a chance to win the fight at all, but we but don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying yeah. he could have possibly. So that's my only thing is I really do think it was a very bad stoppage. I don't think Herring was in any real grave danger. And this is why I say that is because they're 130 pounds. Heck, yeah, they hit hard. But you let two heavyweights who are 270 pounds, six foot nine, punch on the other guy. Right. That's where I just, I lost a little bit of, I'm just like, if we're going to do it, let's do it all around. A couple 130 pounders, let the guy go till, till the end. And I, I didn't see any quit in him. I didn't see any real trouble. He was getting beat to the punch. He was outgunned for sure. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't as fast. He didn't have good as reflexes. Um, Shakir Stevenson kind of showed his, he, he's a star in that division now, yep. and he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. He has one of the belts now. Um, he called out another guy, which is a, it's a good call out, Oscar Valdez, mm-hmm. who's got the other, another title, uh, the WBC, I believe. So 130-pound division is pretty hot. Remember we were talking about that division at the very beginning of this, of this year? We were talking about the 130, 135-pound division being really hot, right? Mm-hmm. We never once mentioned Shakir Stevenson nope. or Oscar Valdez. Nope. And those two guys are hot. They're both undefeated. Oscar Valdez is 30-0. Shakir Stevenson is 20-something-0. That's a hot division because then you can throw in there. You got Lomachenko, still got Lopez at 135. You got Tank Davis. You got um, Ryan Garcia who just got hurt but coming back. So that 130 to 135, it's a pretty hot division. But same thing. Guys got to show up, all right? Put yep. up or shut yep. up and yep. show up. Um, so let me go back to a point you were making there on, on what would be deemed as an early stoppage. I was looking at some – uh, similar responses in the boxing world, or some people thought the same thing, and yada, yada, yada. So, so you, we had mentioned in pre-production when you were talking to me that perhaps it was a state-by-state thing, because uh, I'm not sure yeah. where this fight was It was held. in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so do you think that played a part uh, in the potential, or, or what was your thought there? Yeah, and this is where boxing is far behind all other major professional sports, and I say this all the time, and it's true. It's confusing <clears throat> to people because each state – in the United States, their boxing commissions are governed by that state. Each state technically can have different rules, different everything. There's a lot of different nuances that go on there. And I just wish everybody would just abide by the same rules, same everything, and it wouldn't be as confusing to, to the, the general public. So the fact is, it was in Georgia. Georgia has their own set of rules. Although there are no rules in place that a referee should or can stop a fight that early. That, that was his discretion. The referee's discretion was that that could have happened anywhere, mm-hmm. but you you just saw the uh, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, you know, a couple weeks previous. So it was just fresh in my mind when I was thinking about. It, I was just like, they let that fight go too long. I thought that fight could have got stopped in the eighth, ninth round, the Deontay Wilder fight, because he mm-hmm. was taking a beating. He mm-hmm. really was. He wasn't even really fighting back. To be to to um, Jamal Herring's credit, he was fighting back. He never really, in my opinion, looked like he was in trouble. Like, he looked like he was physically hurt and staggering all the ring. He right. didn't. To me, he didn't. And the reason why I lean a little bit more towards letting them go is, like I said, 130 pounders. Do they hit hard? Absolutely. Do they have knockouts? Absolutely. But I'm going to take a couple 130 pounders over a 270 pounder beating on another man. Sure. I would have let it go a little bit more. I would at least at least let Jamal Herring go down or, or, or something because the guy had no quit in him. His eyes were clear as day. The referee called it off, and Jamal, you could see Jamal Herring kind of looking around like, did this really just happen? Yeah. But he didn't complain. The guy's a very, very respectful That's guy. That's what I was going to say. He's I don't a think, former Marine. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get any complaint out of that camp, especially Regardless. him. 
Um, I did like the lead up to the fight, how it was just kind of, I wouldn't say it was nasty, but it was a little testy. And then after the fight's over, everything's good. That's what I like to see in combat sports, boxing, MMA, kickboxing, whatever it is. If there's any sort of heat leading into the bout, which I think there should be. You don't want just two two guys that are best friends in there slugging it out. You want there to be a little heat, a little bit of salesmanship to the fight. But then post-fight... Everything is all, all good and, and respectful and that sort of thing. So I did like seeing that. That, that to me, was more traditional. Yep. And I think we should see a bit more of that. And, and I do miss seeing that. I think there, it's too respectful leading into some bouts when I would like to see a little ugliness, a little grit, yeah. a little nastiness leading into some of these fights. I mean, we had a little bit of that with the Deontay Wilder oh, Tyson Fury. That was awesome. This one, Jamal Herring versus Shakir Sabin, we did too. And... I did like it because Shakir Stevens is only 24 years old. This kid is very immature. He's done some very immature things outside the ring. Sure. I think he's still involved in a lawsuit from his 21st birthday in Miami where he punched some people, uh, did some stupid stuff, and got some legal trouble. So when I saw him after that fight go right up to him and show him so much respect, I was like, wow, that's, that's a step in the right direction for Shakir Stevenson because he's going to be a superstar in that division. He's got the talent. I'm not trying to give it – give him this much credit but when i was watching it he had some little glimpses of floyd mayweather the way he was punching the way his speed was even though he's a lefty he he showed me some glimpses Mm. of his punching speed and prowess like it impressed me it impressed me a lot so we know what could be next for stevenson depending on how this division goes depending on call that oscar valdez which would be a nice one what do you think would be next for jamal herring I mean, honestly, for a guy like him, he's a very established guy. This was his, I think he's 34 years old, so he's not old, but he, he's been in boxing a long time. He had, he had a long amateur career, mm. or he had a good amateur career. I don't know about long, but he had a good amateur career as well. He's been in the sport a long time. He's a very smart guy. I think he's made some decent money. Honestly, I don't want to see him um, be that journeyman type almost after having such a good career, being a, a world champion, defending your title three mm-hmm. times. Pretty phenomenal. Just winning a world title is awesome. He defended it three times. Mm-hmm. He went into people's home country as well and doing stuff like that. Yeah. So for Jamal Herring, I would be okay if he fought a couple more fights and just to kind of see where it's at because the reason I say that, I don't want him to give it up yet, is because Shakir Stevenson is a phenomenal talent. This guy did make him look pretty average and beat him up, right? But Shakir Stevenson's that good. Sure. Like he's that good. He's one of those guys that is on that level where there's, there's everybody else than the Shakir Stevenson. So I'm not going to judge Jamal very much by that. I want to see his next fight, see how he looks in his next fight against um, somebody that's more not a superstar, essentially. Right, right. So we'll see after that. But I don't know. If, uh, he, if he wanted to retire, I'd be okay with it because I think he doesn't – he does not beat a Shakir Stevenson or Oscar Valdez. That's why I was that, curious. I mean, I almost saw it being the way of like a Luke Campbell. You know, you, you, your last fight was with an up-and-coming young stud, young lion in the division, and you said, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to put my body at risk anymore. I have these other investments. I have other things yep. going on in play. Maybe that's where my life is at, at this point. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's, it's way too early. It's easy to talk about it the day after the fight, yep. you know, because we are coming here to you live. Not live. I mean, live for us, but not live for you. But we're here in Orlando, Florida, and Lake Nona. But the shtick is we are the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, shot on a Sunday or Monday, today is Sunday. 
We haven't said that for a while. That's, we need to get back to My brain we need is to get still back to fuzzy. Our roots. But you got it, and I didn't even catch that. Those, the producer is coming listen, back. Those brilliant Chinese people, uh, they're brilliant. Because this, this uh, the after effects of, of the big C, they got me. They got me. They got me weekend, Trav. They did. They, they did. <clears throat> you, you have been down brilliant for people. a little bit. They're brilliant people. <laughs> the Chinese are the, brilliant. The inside joke here, folks, is that we get uh, comments on videos, and a lot of comments are actually automatically removed if there are curse words, things like that. Any kind of hate. You know, so I don't, I don't even know the last time, if I ever have or you have, Not actually once. deleted a comment. So I get an email about someone commented on our last video, uh, our last podcast, I should say, and that was last week posted, episode 60. Got some good views. Go check it out. And blasting me because I, I referenced China and called me a racist. racist. Yeah, let's look at this guy right here. I'm, I thought brown people can't be racist. We can't. La- last year proved that, didn't it? I, I thought. Summertime or? I thought. Ooh. Oof, oof, oof. Well, yep, you're getting it now, for sure. My point was is that it's been proven, and it's been, you can look at genet- uh, genetic coding, that all this stuff was sourced out of a laboratory in Wuhan, China. Yep. Okay, so all, am all I wrong? Unraveling. All I've said was that they're brilliant because this thing has been like, this sucks. I'm just it, saying it's like, put economies, you know, upside down. Made it's broken the US down. For sure. It's broken down supply chains. It's, bo- I mean, brilliant. <coughs> and B money's still coughing over here. Anyways, I digress. Weekend trap. I'm sorry. I mean, you don't have to apologize because you're allowed. It put you down for a bit. It affected it your life. It did. Just like it's affected many Americans, many people over the world. All so. Over. I do think that we are directing our anger at COVID to the wrong place. Mm. We're doing it right. I think, yes, I think China has a lot to do with this and they should be held accountable and they're uh, not being held accountable. And I'm not We're even, getting mad at Americans and I'm like, no, and, stop getting mad at us. Get mad at the right people. And, the I'm not, and I'm not even talking out of anger. I've said, <laughs> these, I've said these people are brilliant. Um, so anyways, that's the main event from last night. But let's talk about a couple of the other bouts that we had last night. You know night. what? That was a good card. That was a good yeah. card. Like, I don't want to say top to bottom because the bottom, I didn't really get to watch any of those, but like the TV, the main TV fights was, there's this kid, he's 19 years old, mm, Xander yep. Zayas. I don't know if you can call it the co-main event, but it was the fight before the main event. Yeah. I think they called it that, but yeah, it, I don't even know if it was, it wasn't even a 10 rounder, but it was like an eight rounder. But Xander Zayas, light middleweight, 154 pounder, 11 and 0. He's the youngest person to ever sign with Bob Arum's top rank, mm. which is Bob Arum's promoted the who's who of boxing throughout the whole, promoted Floyd Mayweather, promoted Muhammad Ali, promoted Sugar Ray Leonard, promoted who's who of, of everybody. And listen, we're critical of him and other people are critical of him too, but Very. you cannot, you cannot discount what he's meant to the sport of boxing. Dude, his eye, his eye for talent. Yeah. He, that, that's what I, you cannot discount because mm. he's at Oscar De La Hoya. He's at Floyd Mayweather. The only thing I discount with him is all of the people that he's had, they go on to be great businessmen after they yeah. leave Bob. They're phenomenal talents. Bob's got a great eye. He does. He's perfect. And his model is obviously working. I think Bob just doesn't care enough to keep them long enough. He's just like, you know what? I made enough money off of you. Go, be, go do your thing. I don't care. So with that being said, Xander Zayez, 19 years old, mm-hmm. signed his contract at 17 years old mm-hmm. with Bob Aaron. Looked phenomenal. Yeah. Stopped the guy who'd never been stopped. The guy yeah. was like nine and two, I think, but he'd never been stopped. Xander stopped him in like the fourth or fifth round. Looked phenomenal. Then we can back up even well, more. That was, more a, that, was a, that was stopped uh, by his father, right? Uh, I think in the same fight, it was Ian in between Carpenzi. rounds. Yeah. 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 So that, that, it was actually just a towel throw in. 
Um, it just, you just had enough. And you know what? I, and I can relate to that because a father usually, and this is why I thank God every day that my father was my coach from six years old until my very last fight that I had in Louisiana um, just a couple years ago, was my dad. Did he throw the towel in early on me a lot? Yes. Hmm. But I'm sitting here right now talking, yep. speaking, getting ready to raise a family yep. because of my father. Yep. So Dan Carpency's father, like, good for him. And yep. that if he felt the need to do that for his son, then I'm, I'm happy for it. That one, I can see yeah, stoppage. That one, it's that 100%. Xander Zayas was outclassing this kid from the get-go and impressed the heck out of me. That kid's got a bright future. I hope that um, usually Bob Aaron brings these kids up good and doesn't like throw them to the dogs really, really fast. So I think he needs a couple more years of uh, some of these seasoned fights before he steps up because the light middleweight division, the 154-pound division, is a serious division. I mean, you're talking about that's where Canelo was for a little while before yep. he moved up. I mean, so there's some, there's some beasts down there. The Charlo brothers are down. Like, there's some beasts down there. So then back up a little bit more. Xander's eye is 11-0. Awesome kid. Yeah, pay attention to that name. It's coming. It's coming. There was a kid on the card as well, um, Ali Walsh. That's right. A couple legacy fights here. A uh, couple. So yeah. let's talk about that one real quick. So Nico Ali Walsh is 2-0, two knockouts. He's the grandson of the ring legend Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they throw – his last name is Walsh. They throw Ali Walsh in there, obviously. It's, it's for marketing. And the kid is trained by Sugar Hill, who trains yeah. um, Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah. So the kid's got some – his first fight, I wasn't impressed at all. I'm not going to say I was impressed with this fight, but I'm going to say that this kid is coming along very nicely. Like, really, his second fight, he actually showed some good skill. He was eating some right hands. and didn't like that. He ate, ate some right hands. That <clears throat> If he eats those right hands in the 154-pound division by a guy like Xander Zayas, sure. Xander Zayas sure. knocks him out cold in the first round. So he needs to work on that. But his skill is coming around. Like, he actually looked like he was a fighter. So I like that. So that fight was quick. He ended in the second. It was, a, it was it, the first or second it's round. It's only good. Oh, round three. He ended in round three. It's only a good thing for boxing to have that name tied to boxing. As long as you can. As 100%. long as there's talent, as long as there's skill, and it's not just dragging a name along just for the name's sake. And the kid was very humble about it. He talked about it in the pre-fight. You should listen. You should uh, look this kid up. Um, Nico Ali Walsh. He was just like, I'm not trying to live off of my, you know, my grandfather's name. Mm-hmm. He's like, of course, I feel honored to even be here. He's like, I want to make my own name. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to come up and make my own name and be my own man and be my own person, which is cool because – at least he recognizes that, yes, he's, he's in this position because of his uh, grandfather, which is Muhammad Ali. Good it for him. It helps speed it up. Fine. 100%. Yeah. Good for him. Take it from there after that. Yeah. Make, make your own way. Pave your own way. And they're, they're trying to let the kid do that, so good for him. But I want to bring up a little point, though, too. I'll go off on a little tangent right here is that Nico Ali Walsh is only there because of his, his grandfather, Muhammad Ali, right? They're marketing him that way. It's fine. He's 2-0. and He's not really, in my opinion... He's not much different than Jake, Jake Paul. Jake Paul, there we go. It's just Jake Paul did it better. And that's where people need to just chill and look at it. We're boxing, I've said this many times in episodes ago, you guys don't realize that boxing, Jake Paul did not pull out anything new. Boxing's done this for a long time, things like this. Jake Paul just did it better. You know what I mean? They've marketed Chavez, Daddy Chavez, marketed Chavez sure. Jr. the same way. Sure. Couldn't fight nowhere near like Chavez. Ended up being pretty decent, yes. But we build guys' careers like they're doing Ollie Walsh. He's 2-0 and as a pro. Yeah. Is he a pro? Not really. Technically, he didn't have an amateur career. Should he he's have been on pro. that card? Exactly. He's on ESPN. Shouldn't have been. But he's there. 
He's, he's slowly working his way up. It's exactly what Jake Paul is doing. So if you guys give Jake Paul crap, give Nico Ali Walsh crap, give a bunch of the other guys that are building up crap as well. Because then I will transition that into Evan Holyfield. Okay. That name obviously rings a bell. It's Evander Holyfield's son. So also on the card last night, that was the other, what I would deem as the legacy card, you know, uh, and his father was there <clears throat> ringside. Um, so we can travel. We don't have any props for this, but we want to talk about this fight because this fight actually contained our money shot <laughs> of the week. <laughs> the, gun, the gun is gone. The gun is gone for now. Okay. We thought that I don't want to make a joke about it, but I want to take the guns away for today. I don't want any accidents to happen. Hmm? Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Well, it's too soon. So it's not too I soon. took the gun away. So I don't want anything, any, any crazy accidents to happen. So Listen, I just, we I don't just have find, the money gun, but we I have the money find, shot. I just find it ironic when you look at tweets from years ago, and they don't really match up with, which, with what's occurring in current events. Yep. And... <clears throat> Listen, I don't want to make light of the fact that someone died on set and all this stuff. That's what we're missing. That's horrible. Um, never mind. Let's go ahead and transition. Money shot of the week. Evan Holyfield. This kid, they call him Evan Young Holy Holyfield. He's 8 no 6 KOs, which is kind of interesting, too, because he's a 154-pounder. Xander Zayez, 154. Nico Ali Walsh, 154. Evan Young Holyfield, 154. All three are in different stages of their pro career, though. Evan is 8 no with 6 knockouts. Dude, this he was impressive because the guy he was fighting wasn't bad. The first like minute of that round, this kid came out like popping Holyfield like with some serious shots, and I was like, oh no, like this this could end not good for for the legend. And Evander was ringside, and if you watch the video that we have here, you're gonna see Evan um, land a one or no no land a, a hook and a right hand. The hook really did it. The right hand just finished him off. And then you see proud father, Evander Holyfield, right here, um, standing up, super happy with, with his son's knockout. But it was a good shot. And it was the best shot I saw in the whole entire card. And yeah. that was the main event. That was a co-main event. That was all the rest of the fights. This was a good shot. Hmm. That's why it's the money shot of the week. All right, so there you go. Evan Holyfield. So a lot of names there in that 154 division that are up and coming. And this was just on this card. That doesn't include other places, oh, too. one card, yeah. <clears throat> so that is our money shot of the week. Weekend Trav, uh, I want to pivot away from the event itself because it's over. It's yesterday's news, literally. Yesterday's news. Um, and what we're going to do is do a little throwback here because since we've already gone our, did our shtick with money shot of the week, yep. we're going to do our shtick with shtick. the beardsman of the week. This is a throwback, though. I love it. Beardsman of the week, bring whatever. Bring. I can't take it every week. I can't take it every week. I, I did. I do nominate uh, B Money to have Beardsman of the Month very soon. It's it's, it's getting good. It's phenomenal. But Start, this next guy, it's starting beard, to curl a little bit. This next guy's beard is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and so we are talking Badu Jack. Badu Lumberjack beard is amazing. So let's check take, this out. Take a look at this photo here, folks. Uh, obviously, you got the beard, but what else do you got? We can oh, try. my gosh. This fight was against Marcus Brown, and Badu Jack is one tough mother effer. Mm. He has got a cut that's probably three, four inches vertical, probably three inches vertical, right down the middle of his forehead. Guys, OMG, that fight was crazy to watch. I, He's the beardsman of the week for sure, bar none, but I want you to watch that fight. It's a throwback. I just watched the fight again. That's why it was the Beardsman of the Week throwback because I just got to watch it again. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Marcus Brown versus Badu Jack. Oh, my gosh. This guy is the toughest guy that I've ever met in my entire life probably. So he's our Beardsman of the Week. 
well-deserved. The guy can fight, but he also fought that fight with a phenomenal beard, but also big cut. So there you go, folks. Those, uh, that's our Money Shot of the Week, Evan Holyfield, and then Beardsman of the Week, Badu Jack. I'm Beardsman of the Decade right now. Ooh, uh, ooh. Just saying. I said month. He went for decade. Just saying. So let's talk Weekend Trap. Before we get into our final boxing topic, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're drinking because we haven't done that in a while. It's, it's been true. about a little over a month since we've been in person, and usually when we do, <coughs> excuse me, when we do a Zoom or something like that, you're drinking something, I'm drinking something different. I haven't been drinking much recently because of... You know why. Um, so tonight, we're actually not having a bourbon, even though we're the number one bourbon beards and boxing podcast uh, in this demographic. Uh, but we're drinking an American whiskey. It's Hooten Young, age 12 years. Hooten. Um, Hooten Young. And we definitely know that one of the owners is actually not probably about a mile away from where we are, maybe two miles away. He lives out in this area, Lake Nona. Um, and they're good, close friends <coughs> with our friends. Over out west. Friends of friends. Yeah, friends of friends. We like to support friends. We love supporting friends. Over at, um, um, over, sorry, Frankie and... Um, Lewis, Lewis over at Hagen O'Reilly's. Over yeah. at Hagen O'Reilly's. Sorry, brain fog, And folks. wine regions. They, they have a, a, a new regions. place well. Go, go show them some love in Claremont area. And you go out to Winter, Winter Garden. Gar- Winter Garden. They have other stuff. Their, their whole stuff, they're um, trying to think. Empire is growing. Oh, my gosh. They got is lending. Right, Lend, they have mortgage lending. They have gun shops. Gun they shops. They have Hagen O'Reilly's. They have a what? Is these there a Philly cheesesteak place right. too? There's a. I think I think they're getting ready to open up another place too. Um, oh my god, it's a night. They have a nightclub already a too. Big Daddy's. Something. Oh, they have a cigar place. The Big Daddy's. Guys, I mean, if you're listening, which you guys usually do, Frank love you guys, and we will promote our friends as much as possible. Not that you guys need it. You guys are doing well, but we we love you guys. But we'll promote friends and family in different endeavors or whatever they're doing, especially really if they're doing a good job. And they do. If, if they had a horrible dining establishment, if they had horrible customer service, we wouldn't be doing that. But these guys are top-notch people. Everything they touch, they're like Midas. Everything they touch turns to gold. Ooh, ooh I like it. Hey, hey. The brain's working. The, the brain's brain, coming back. It, it does sometimes, and then it turns back off. But anyways, <laughs> so, uh, so they are friends with the folks here at Hoot & Young. We don't know them specifically, uh, but I know some people that do know them as well. And I've had Hoot & Young before. We can try. This is just a straight-out whiskey. Ooh, and I, I splurged a little bit on this because it was me and B Money's first time back live. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit of a celebration. So a little higher up price a point. A little it's a little, it's a little on the higher price point. It's a, it's a little top, top shelf probably for sure if you go to a, a bar. Or, I don't, bars probably don't even have it, to be probably fair. Not, <laughs> not many not. do. Lounge. Yeah. Lounge. Yes, there you go. So I, it, this, is, this is pretty strong. Yep. I, so earlier before you got here, I was already sipping on it. As you noticed, it was already opened. Mm-hmm. I was anticipating your arrival. Mm-hmm. But I did something that I don't normally do. I, I had it neat. Mm-hmm. I took a drink of it. I left it in my mouth for like a, a longer extended period of time. <laughs> But I did, and it ended up tasting a very vanilla-y taste mm-hmm. for the Hoot and Young. Okay, okay. Hoot even Young. though B-Money's going somewhere else with no, this. No, 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 no. Which no. I could. I didn't know how else to say that, except well, that hold, way. If you hold it in your mouth long enough. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I didn't suck it. We're I just track. put it in my mouth. We're off track. Um, so you didn't eat. What about when, when you've cut it with some ice? What, what was your thought here? I don't taste the vanilla as much. Hmm. I do a little bit. I, I can for sure taste like a hint of vanilla. I definitely do. Right? Um, like, 
Now my my ice is is, is since long melted into it, so I, I it's it's opened it up. Um, yeah. So I'm getting some of that. It's very good. I, I enjoy it um, overall. Vanilla ripe apple, like who's okay. got a lot in there? Not getting too much of the apple, but I'm definitely getting the vanilla. I get the vanilla for sure. I don't get the maple as right. much, but I mean I can I can taste the quality of this though. It tastes very quality, and it's yeah. not. I like stuff that if it's expensive, I like for it to taste pretty good. Correct. And I do feel, I don't feel like cheap taste, at least if that makes sense. You're not going to buy this and pound it. This isn't no. some cheap thing or some medium price point thing this that we a, typically talk about. This isn't a proper 12. No. Oh, garbage. If you get that, <laughs> just go ahead and go down to your sidewalk and in the, in the, in the storm drain, just pour it in there. Yes. I poured out the rest of ours. I didn't yeah. drink it all. Yeah. You, you have weeds in your lawn. Pour it on that to kill the weeds. Yep. Spray, Proper 12. Spray your sidewalk for, to kill the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. You, you, you know, yeah. So are we, we going to rate this? Let's go ahead and rate this. So zero to 10 boxing gloves. It's been a bit. So let's talk. I'll go first because you talked, uh, you, know, uh, you know, kind of explained it pretty well. Hmm. Seven one. I like it because I'm going to go an even seven. We get it anywhere near a seven. That's a that's for a, everybody listening. That's a good, that's a really that's good a score. really good. Score. I think a high score ever is like a seven two or, or somewhere in that range. So a seven point zero seven point one. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good score. Well, because so. my thought is this: it's it's just like the barstool guy that does the pizza rating. If you get too high, I mean, if you get something at a ten, you, that's it. You're you done. can't go Why any we higher. Ever, we can't ever rate stuff. You ever can again. never rate it something that high <laughs> ever, ever, ever. So when you start getting this high into the sevens. That's a phenomenal score for us. It is. So I would highly recommend this to anybody. Um, it's uh, it's available at, at some some ABCs, but they run out. Okay, yeah, so that's the, the other thing. Bottle. They this run the out. Last bottle. Uh, limited supply. So, anyways, that is our bourbon, but not bourbon. This is only whiskey. Bourbon and whiskey are similar. Well, it's a bourbon. Remember what a they say: bourbon is a whiskey. So, yeah. so anyways, okay. So that's that. Now let's go ahead and pivot again. Pivot. This is one of the final pivots. Pivot. Two weeks, we're going to see the showdown with Canelo and Caleb Plant. Yeah. A lot of bad blood there. You said you love this stuff. I love this stuff. You love the buildup. We already knew Caleb Plant had some bad blood built up, but now Canelo coming out saying, I've never had the kind of hatred Uh in my heart for somebody Uh as I'm about to enter the ring. Uh Uh-huh. So we can Trav. He's selling this fight, man. I don't know how much we'll we'll probably talk a bit more at length, I would think, next week, since it would be a week out from the fight. Um, but what is your gut? How's your gut directing you right now on this fight? I, you know what? I am glad we actually talked about it today because we talked about it briefly last week, but today my gut has now told me that I think Canelo is going to win this fight and I think he's going to win it in big fashion. Mm. I, I don't think Caleb Plant will see the final round. Mm -mm. I don't. And I, and I, not because Caleb Plant is going to quit. I think the only how Canelo makes Caleb Plant quit is knocks him out. Because Caleb Plant's a tough mother effer too. And very skilled. Doesn't get hit a lot. But Canelo has a way of breaking people down late. Right. I think this could be a later round knockout. Because I think the early rounds are going to be pretty like... They're going to be pretty high intensity the first couple of rounds. But I think that Caleb Plant is going to hold his own for five, six rounds. I think he's going to hold his own really well. I think he's going to like not win win those rounds, but I think he's going to hold his own enough to where like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then 
Canelo is going to wear on you, wear on you, pressure you, pressure you. I think that Caleb Plant's going to make Canelo miss a little bit. I do because he, he's a slick guy and he's got long range and he, he's got a good jab. Mm-hmm. He's got good one twos. Um, but I think ultimately, I don't see. I'll have a I'll have a round prediction, but I think I have to keep it. I have to keep it now because I just came out with it. I don't see Caleb Plant seeing the the. The twelfth, the twelfth yeah. round bell. Yeah, I think as we get into next week, we'll have our actual prediction of that. But I don't think we're going to be any diff- much different. I think the only difference is going to be the round that we call. Um, yeah. It's it's shaping up for sure. Um, so I guess we'll see here as as these two weeks kind of fly by. When is this fight again? November fifth. November sixth. Uh, sixth. Yeah, sixth. November sixth. Because we have two things riding on that. We do. We have the my firstborn. Yes. That I'm predicting for November sixth. Gender of the baby. And the gender of There's the baby. There's only two genders, by the way. There's only two genders. We only go by two, male and female, mm-hmm. X, Y, and XX. That's how the bet works, that's and science, that's how life works. That's actually how science, actual science works. So, follow um, the science. Follow the science. Um, <laughs> and the date. And the date. The due date. Your what due date your is, date? So your due date is what, November the 2nd? 2nd, which and is I a Tuesday. And I called the 4th, and I misspoke when I called that election day. I got The 2nd is actually election yes, day. Yes, so, so I did call November 4th. You did. That's do you want paper. to do you want to take it back because no. I will allow that because it hasn't happened yet because you like, wanted election day I Tuesday. I like how I position November fourth, okay. because that gives me you all the dates leeway. prior. That's actually true as well. You have November sixth because you think you have some commune uh, with uh, with Canelo. I do. I have this weird feeling. Some weird universal connection. Some weird boxing okay. universal. I love you, Canelo. Fanboy, I'm fanboying I, right now. I, don't, I, I have a feeling your wife is going to hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah, she's so, probably. Yeah. So, she's, she's not there yet, though. She's actually super, super content at being pregnant still. We just had our doctor appointment. The doctor was like, you're probably ready. She's like, I'm actually really comfortable right now. She's like, Travis treats me really well while I'm pregnant. I want to last as long as I can. Yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. We'll see, though. <coughs> We're coming down the stretch. We're, what, eight days away, coming nine soon. days away? It's coming soon. That's what she said. I'm not going to say that because we're talking about your unborn child over here. We're talking about my wife, too, which is... That's just... Okay. If we're adults here, how'd the child get there? Hello. Hmm. Historic. Um, okay, so we have those two bets. So I don't think we're going to have anything like significant on Caleb uh, Plant and no. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Big but, fight, November 6th, Vegas. But we'll have our full-on actual prediction next week on that fight. Uh, I hope to see a little bit more uh, heat leading into this thing now that, that that's pretty much the runway for for them it's now i don't think there's anything else standing in their way any other event uh no. that's significant so nobody would dare schedule an event close to them because canelo is the cash cow of boxing yeah period yeah so anyways that'll lead into november we're almost done with october weekend trap um let's uh, yeah. go ahead and uh, shift over then to final thoughts well, we also have uh, Terrence Crawford coming up at the end of November, but we'll talk about that more after the Canelo fight for yep. sure. I mean, final thoughts are boxing's back, man. Like, I, I, be, I say this every episode, I, I feel like. But is it not? Like, this ESPN Plus card last night surprisingly Question. was awesome. Question, if every week, if every week boxing's back, mm-hmm. did it ever go anywhere? No, it didn't. Ah. Don't call it a comeback. That's a thought. Don't we call it a think. comeback when it's never left. See, that's a thinking man's uh, uh, verbiage. Well, that's why we have you. You're, you're the brains of this operation. So I was, I was a little handicapped because of the big C, because B-Money, the brains of the operation, wasn't here for a second. Are we allowed to say handicapped or is it handicapable? I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore I don't either. Know. I okay, mean, so sorry. Sorry. You no, know, we don't. Like, what? I don't know what I can say. I hijacked I say your final thought. I'm sorry. Can no, I say it's hijacked? okay. I, you can, I don't know. Can we? I mean... I don't know. Let's ask Dave Chappelle how, how, how he handles all of this. 
Netflix but, <laughs> is, is, is crying to the bank. That's all yeah, they're doing. They are. And listen, here's the deal. Whatever we do, we don't do with ill intentions ever. No. If we ever slip up, it's not with ill intentions. We're very, I, I like to think empathetic, kind people. I think we are. So if we ever mess up, it's never on purpose. It's never to really berate people, unless it's China. Maybe sometimes we and do And I like that. to think we're a pathetic kind of people. Exactly. You know, we're begging for followers and begging for yeah, subscribers. So hit subscribe down below. <laughs> hit the little thumb up button if you liked what you hear, heard tonight or today or whenever you're watching this. Thumb down. Eh, you can do that if you want. Some people do. You know what, too? We've said this multiple times. Give us some options for bourbon and whiskey to drink, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, we want to hear. I'm into the cigar world now, too. Like He is. Like... We give us some options here. Like, I want to hear what you guys say instead of the racist comments that you're making towards us. How about you give us something productive and something that we can build on? To be fair, that person wasn't being racist, they called me a racist. This is true, but I think you're a racist if you call somebody racist. Hmm, that are you? Doesn't really make sense, it doesn't make sense at all. I think that person is secretly a racist because what you said was not racist at all. No, I was actually giving props to a whole, a whole uh. And listen, People you do. guys got to realize that we, when we say China, we're not calling every single Chinese person. We're more, we're more talking about the Chinese government. Do we now we're going to get banned, for do sure. We, do but, we understand how we talk about boxing, but then we also talk like in satire and make jokes? We're like the bad And one. we're just being, you know, they might not be funny jokes, but they're funny to us. We thought they were funny. I mean, give me a break, everybody. Everyone's too sensitive. The stupid woke culture and everything. I got to send you a link. Aaron Rodgers, my guy. Uh-oh. He's on Pat Uh-oh. McAfee's... Uh, a podcast and YouTube show once a week on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. So props to them. They do a three-hour show Monday through Friday. Could you imagine doing three hours? Yeah. Daily? I think we could do it. No. <laughs> so they have Aaron Rodgers on for about 30 minutes on Tuesdays, which is very cool. You, you kind of get to know the guy rather than the quick five-minute interview after a game or whatever. And he actually talked about it last week. This woke culture stuff, it's ridiculous. The nutshell term, cancel culture, woke culture. Yep. He's like, he's like, I understand how it works. He's like, within what we do for a living, there's a game within the game. And that's the whole cancel police and the cancel culture and whatever else. He's like, there's a game within the game. He's like, the difference between me and others is that with the game within the game, I'm above the game. <laughs> so I don't really care. He's like, there's levels to this. He's like, so I don't really one, care. And I'm here, and there's another people, level, and then there's another level. People want to talk and don't like what I have to say, and they think they know what I'm thinking. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because I know what I'm thinking. He's like, if it gets over the top, then I come on this show, the Pat McAfee show. I get on this show, and I set the record straight. But overall, us canceling everything and the woke thing, he's like, it's ridiculous at this point. It, no, it is. And I think, <clears> that, I think that's the only how that we finally get over this whole BS woke woke culture and all this cancel culture stuff is that we're now finally seeing i think that how ridiculous it is we cannot cater to every single person that pretends to be offended by every single thing and i think that you know what i wasn't a big fan of netflix because they were there they had some pretty crappy shows i think what was the show they had the little the little girls dancing or something like that they finally took that off but what i like now for once is they are standing up. Am I a Dave Chappelle fan? I think he's okay. I'm not like a huge Dave Chappelle yeah. fan, but he doesn't bother me. His jokes don't bother me. Comedians' jokes don't bother me. I've heard some very they're dark comedians. Be, they're meant to be jokes, yes, people. They're, most, they're meant to be thought-provoking. If you... Or just or just for a shock. Yeah. Shock and awe. It is That's a shock it. and awe. Like, the, but I, I, like, I do. I actually like the fact that this stuff is slowly happening all the time because now, finally, I think... Finally, I do. I think that finally... Where we're at right now in the United States, even, I think we're seeing so much hypocrisy and so much 
BS woke culture stuff that people are eventually like, they're all kind of like, all right, this isn't so bad, guys. We got we to gotta chill out. Suck it we're, up. We're, I mean, we're, we're getting our hurt, feelings a, hurt. With, yeah, with a lot of stuff, just suck it up. Goodness gracious. I got to tell my, my kids that all the time, like, suck it up. I'm like, what? Honestly, just because something makes you feel bad doesn't mean that you all of a sudden have to, like, it has to be canceled from life. Yep. You just got to deal with it and move on. There's going to be some t- terrible people in this world no matter what. You can keep canceling stuff and walking, walk whatever. There's still going to be just bad people out there every generation. Yep. You got to move through it and move on from it. I mean, what did our parents do? What did our grandparents do? I think they ended up okay. I think. I mean, uh, we, this you is. Know a- what? At the end of the day, though, you you are. It's, <coughs> what, what they what do they always say? Like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But they do let's hurt. go back to that. They do hurt though. Yes, but let's go back to that where literally, just because somebody offends you, do not. This is the point of it all too. Is people do make mistakes? Okay. A person makes a mistake, it doesn't mean they need to be canceled from life. You know what I mean? Like, let's have some empathy. Let's have some emotion for those people as well. Like, if an actor accidentally shoots somebody dead on a set, right, it doesn't mean that we need to cancel him from acting the rest of his life. He needs to be properly tried because of the state that that happened in. Manslaughter is is in a... He can be put to jail for that. You know what the sad thing about all this cancel culture is? People immediately are going to canceling Alec Baldwin... They shouldn't. It's, it's fair. No, they shouldn't. You know what we should be talking about? That freaking... Gun safety. Th- but also... Yes, but also the life that got taken. That yeah. was a wife with kid, a yeah. husband. Yeah, yeah. I think she had multiple kids. Like, all we're talking about is Alec Baldwin. Like, screw Alec Baldwin at this point. Like, how bad do you have to feel if you're that family? Like, your your mom or your wife just got shot and killed on... A, you're not even... You're not a police officer. You're not even in your dangerous field. And you were shot and killed. And all we're talking about is the guy that shot her. Yeah, they'll, they'll blame it's, something for it's, it. But, it's, it's sad. Um, well, we can trap. We could talk about woke and cancel culture all day long, all night long, uh, though I really don't want to. Please don't. Um, yeah, please. Please <laughs> don't. Uh, because you know what? Everyone that's not, that is not watching this and not listening to this, you're canceled. How about that? You're canceled. I'm about to unsubscribe to you. And this is me being woke to everyone that's not watching and not listening. I'll cancel you. Canceled. You know what I'm going to do? I know what you're going to do. I'm going to go to their house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to knock on their door. Mm-hmm. Yep. They answer. Yep. I'm going to punch them right in the leg. In the leg? In the leg We now. moved to the leg. Yeah, it's the leg. I want to wound them. I don't want to kill the them. I want to wound them. Stomach's not going to kill yeah, them. Yeah, but a Charlie horse in the leg. We don't advocate killing or, you, or violence at all. Have you felt, that was satire. Have that was you, satire. Have you felt like a Charlie horse right in the yeah, leg? Yeah, it hurts. Like growing, for a little while. Like, I want to hurt them for a second. Yeah. And then that's me giving them humility give them the chance to say, okay, I will subscribe to you. Yeah. Because if I just go right at the face, I might, I might hurt them while, really bad. You know they what? can't subscribe in the hospital. And while you do that, I'm going to go in their fridge, take a look if there's anything I want to eat. Okay. Maybe if there's a Coke Zero in there, I might take that. Maybe check, see if they have any good bourbon. I'll, I'll put some money in there because I'm not going to steal from somebody. You'll donate to them, okay? I'll donate to them. But check their bourbon. Yeah. Because we're the number one. then on one. the way out, I'll be like, are you all right? No? Good. And we're out. <laughs> So, <clears throat> we can travel. I think this kind of just went in a lot of different Spiral. directions it at the end. usually does, though. Uh, so, we already did final thoughts. Uh, thank you to our, I don't even know if they want the thanks at this point, our media partners, TH Boxing, Goldstream Financial, IF Enterprises. Thank you for your media uh, partnership. And uh, we can travel. I think that's it for episode 61. I mean, I kind of muddied the waters and you joined in too, but like, where was your final thoughts? Was that your final thoughts? Was that I'd... thrown in there? Do you have final thoughts there, B-Money? Hmm. Big C? Mm. 
Be money. Right. All I was going to say, and I'm glad I didn't get to this point because we've been going about 43 minutes. Okay. At the onset of the show, I was going to apologize in advance. I was going to apologize in advance what? if I had to run out of this room or, or say we're going to a hard break real quick because I am, I have a food baby developing Ooh. and I need to give birth pretty soon. All right. So, so with that, that there is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. he has COVID antibodies now. I do. I do. And I have a food baby. Ready to, let's, let's ready just, to come out. We should probably just, we should just send it? cut this off okay. now. Cutting it off. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> We're done.